Welcome to Bookish, and let's welcome our author today, Mary Nestor. Mary Nestor, how are you? I am fabulous. How are you, Ebony? I'm doing great. Great. Let's let's talk about uh, your book. Say it now. Say it right. Handle how to handle tough or tender conversations. That is um, so. What is the word like? Needed now because yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we just uh, dive right into this? Great. Great. So, yeah. Say it now. Say it right. The uh, you know there's so many people now you know with all of the the COVID and the uh, and just all of the turmoil that's going on in the world in the workplace people have so much to say and. I don't, there's a lot of reluctance. There, there always has been reluctance to be what they call confrontational. You know, I'm going to say something that maybe the other person really doesn't want to hear. But now it's like on steroids because uh -huh. there's so many issues pressing and so much stress coming from all kinds of different places that if we don't learn how to, to calmly and, and rationally talk to each other and say what we have to say, I call it our it. You know, mm -hmm. I say, say it now, say it right. We all have an it somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it could be, maybe it's that you have been working remotely and you want to continue that, but your boss is telling you to come back to work. Now that's a stressful conversation that you have to have, but this is my it. My it is my truth. My truth is, if this is my situation, that I, I really like working remote. It works for me, it works for my children, my family, it's less stressful, I don't have to drive. And I have every right to say that mm -hmm. and without any kind of fear, you know, but there's a lot of fear attached to that because you don't really know what the uh, other person is going to say. So this is what my book is all about. It gives you tips and tricks and scripts on how do I have start that conversation? How do I, feel comfortable going into it and uh, and not and really step back, first of all, and say, what are the risks and what are the rewards so that I'm emotionally prepared, <laughs> to, yeah. you know, to have that that conversation. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's start. Let's start with some of those those tips. So <laughs> so what solutions and tips does your book offer to help in these really intense, scary situations where you need to speak your truth and have the conversation? Okay. Well, one of the things that that's difficult is that um, you don't know how to start that conversation. You know, a lot of times if you don't, if you've got a situation and you don't talk about it and say it's at work and it maybe with a coworker yeah. and they're not doing their job and you, you know, every day you walk into work and you don't, um, you don't say anything, but it's eating at you. So it, it piles up and it piles up and it piles up. So after a while, the person is going to give you one wrong look and you're going to blow up at them. <laughs> right. So what you need to do is you need to find a way to start the conversation. I give you a couple of tips there. You could um, say to that person, you know, I have something that I, I need to share with you that's been real. It's been on my mind. Do you mind if I share that with you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you're putting it in a form of a question mm -hmm. because you're not saying, I have got something to talk to you about. <laughs> right. That's what you'd like to say, you know, the voice and the, the face and everything. But you really have to think about that. What This is what I want to do. I do want to talk to you about something that's really bothering me. 
Mm-hmm. But you have to be respectful. This is this is what the book is about. It's about respectful communication because you want that other person to be open to hear you. So asking it in a form of a question, most people are going to say, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Or if they don't, then you have to respect the answer too. They'll go, oh, I don't want to talk to you about anything today. Well, okay, well, let's let's talk about it maybe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the tips you can do. Um, you could say, even if there's something that the other person, you know, they're not going to want to hear. And I use this with my children all the time when they were growing up. I would say, I have something that I have to say to you, and I don't think you're going to like it. Or I, you may not like it, but I need to say it. It's really important to me because it's been on my heart and on my mind. So yeah. I don't mean to criticize, but this is something that I really need to say. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope that you would be open to hearing it. Mm. And you know what's, what's uh, really interesting is even if they respond with no i don't want to talk about it it's it's been said like it's been said yes. that there's something that needs to be said you know what i mean so it's on their mind exactly and, right and so now every every time they see you at work it's like well i you either <laughs> yeah am i going to face up and have the conversation am i going to like duck and hide right which exactly. can get very awkward so exactly. yeah exactly yeah um, and so oh go on no, I was going to say the, on the other, the flip side of that coin, as like you're talking about the other person is you. Mm-hmm. Boy, do I feel good about that. Right. I feel, you know, I have my self-respect and my self-esteem has just gone up about three notches because right. I did it. I did it. Yeah. I said that. I said what I needed to say, even if the other person was receptive, I was respectful. I was, I was good about it. I didn't uh, blast somebody, but I feel less stress it's out in the like you say it's out in the open mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know you kind of the ball's in the other court right exactly so, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so it, it there's it's both ways it mm-hmm. really helps you a lot to take the pressure off yourself mm-hmm. yeah. so in in your response to this question i think you've kind of uh, touched on uh, what we're going to talk about next is like okay. how do you break the ice when you have to have an uncomfortable conversation and or offered feedback to someone who may not want to hear what you have to say. Want to hear about it, yeah. Well, the, the book talks about three components to respectful communication. So one is timing. And so mm-hmm. when you're gonna thinking about, I'm gonna have this conversation, think about what, what time, what is the best time to do it? Now, I uh, it's not always immediately. <laughs> so say it now, it's not like, you know, just jump right in there and say it, but you've got to think about it. I had a situation with my boss when I was working and it was, it was a little thing. Maybe it was a little thing to me. It was a big thing. He didn't have any chairs in his office. So you couldn't sit down. If you came in his office, you couldn't sit down and talk to him. And he did it on purpose because he didn't (laughs) want people coming in and sitting down and, and wasting his time as an accountant. So he, you know, just tell me the numbers and, and go away. So I, but it bothered me because I would have to come and stand there while he's sitting in his big comfy chair and I'm standing in front talking. So it really bothered me. And I thought, well, I, you know, if I had said it immediately, I would have probably come off as whiny and complaining. Right. I say, well, you're sitting down and don't you think it'd be nice if you'd offered me a chair? You know, that, that kind of stuff probably would have come out of my mouth eventually, or I could have said something, but it would have come out with that little whiny voice tone. So I waited uh, until I was a better opportunity. And he was in my office a couple of days later. So we were sitting, of course, he was on my turf. So we sat (laughs) down and we were talking a lot about other things. And it was a very friendly conversation. And just before he left, he says, oh, Mary, is there anything else? 
Mm. Well, there is something mm. that's been weighing on my mind. And uh, can I talk to you about it? Wow. Perfect. So when you talk, we think about timing, it doesn't have to be immediately, or it could be you just wait for the moment. Mm -hmm. Or you can also say to somebody and just the same thing is that, you know, I have something that that's really been weighing on my mind, something that's important to me. Could we talk? Could we get some time maybe in the next two days? And I would be specific to say, can we have about 30 minutes tomorrow or the next day? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you want to, this is important to you. And you really have to respect yourself mm -hmm. and don't say, oh, you know, something, maybe someday we could talk about it. Well, right. they're not going to talk about it. And, and it's not going to seem that important to the other person either. Right. So you can do that. So the second one is to say it right. There's all kinds of ways to say it right. And that talks about body language and your voice tone. Mm -hmm. And it talks about the setting too. Where am I going to say this? You know, you don't want to blurt things out in front of people. You know, I always said to you're going to praise in public and you're going to correct in private. So think about that. Where um, and where do you where are you going to have the most impact? How is you going to have the most impact um, and what's going to be most comfortable for you? There's a lot of things about, you know, sexual harassment and all those kinds. Of, and so sometimes you have depending on what it is and what you, and the book talks a lot about that, the slippery slope. Yeah. You have to be careful. Um, what you have to say and where you're going to say it and who else is in the room. So um, there's a lot of things to saying it right. So um, all of those things go into it. And the last one is motive. Why? It's the why. Why do I have to say this? Why am I going to say it? Am I going to say it because you need to come down a few notches? Uh -huh. Or, you know, you're really ticking me off today or is it because I really care about you and this is something that you need to hear or that I think could be really be of, of importance to you I had a friend who gave a speech one time to and she was giving a, a speech and it was a, like a practice speech and so afterwards I went and talked to her she was saying a lot of ums and she was also talking very softly especially at the end of a sentence and you couldn't hear her very well so I did I at the end I just went up to her, just she and I, and she was very appreciative of that. Mm. Now, somebody else probably would have said, oh, you know, she could, did you hear that? They would tell everybody else, but they wouldn't say anything to her. Mm -hmm. And so there again, uh, what's your motive? Is your motive to help someone do a better job, to, you know, fix a, a situation, maybe a problem that they are not even aware of? Mm -hmm. There are lots of people who have no idea of their little quirks or the things that they're doing that are offensive, or maybe they are really affecting them per, uh, personally or professionally, mm -hmm. and they just don't even know it. They don't have a clue. Mm -hmm. And the nicest thing you could do is let them know. Wow, those are those are great tips. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And in um, rhetoric, there's something called kairos, it's, and that's like the the right timing. So when you're you know you're trying to get a message across. You're trying to have the conversation and just have the other person hear you out. The timing is very important. It's, it's just as important as the actual message. So it that's, is. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Now, Mary, what about that old saying, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. So isn't it better just to focus on being positive and supportive <laughs> instead of bringing up problems or like like your friend or her she or her yeah. value was descending at the end of the sentences yeah uh you know if it, it 
you can be nice. And my mother always said that you can't say something nice. Don't say anything at all. And you know, what is it? What is being nice is being nice, knowing something about another person and, and being silent. I had a, a, a situation. This really happened to me. I gave a speech one time. I was a new manager and I gave a speech, uh, presentation to a bunch of senior managers, great opportunity with a piece of broccoli stuck in my tooth the oh, whole time. No. Yes. <laughs> so, and they were loving it. You know, so I'm, I'm there and I'm doing my thing and they're smiling at me and they're laughing and everything. I thought, wow, they really love this presentation. This is great. Afterwards, I went to the ladies room and went and saw the broccoli. <laughs> I was mortified so I went over to my assistant and I said oh, I can't believe it she goes I thought it would fall out I said you knew it was there she said oh, I didn't yeah but I just thought it would come out or I thought you would see it or she didn't feel comfortable telling me now that somebody would say well that's crazy somebody should tell you that but there's a lot of you think about it there's a lot of people who won't say anything to somebody especially their boss Mm-hmm. some little thing and what is nicer would it nicer for her to say mary before you go you got something stuck in your tooth over mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and that's that's being nice that's really being nice or if you have someone that uh, and it's not always just um pointing out somebody's i don't want to say faults something like that what about i was in human resources for many years in uh, different organizations and one thing that uh, came across my desk all the time were performance reviews. And people hate doing performance reviews and they don't really like getting them either. But <laughs> the managers would come in and they would hand, I had to look them over before they gave them to them. five, five stars, you know, sh- shooting stars all over the place. And I, I would give them back. I said, there's nobody that has five stars and you are not, you are not doing that person any justice or any, you're not being of any help to them if you don't give them something that they can improve on, some way that they can improve. And you know, there's a lot of star stellar performers out there who are very discouraged and they feel very cheated when they have a performance review and there is nothing on there that they can work on. Mm, mm. Because, you know, I, I know, you know, if, if you're a real realistic, you know that you're not absolutely right. perfect. And if you want to get ahead, there's many things that people can do, especially if you're a manager, you can open up new doors. You can say, you can find, not you're going to pick on something or make something up, but mm. you're going to say, well, this is, if you want to get to the next level, this is what you can look at. This is what you can do. Mm-hmm. Always give people something to strive for, you know, even with your children. We all like to, you know, we all get a prize and we all get a, a ribbon, but sometimes not getting the ribbon or not winning all the time is a better lesson. And it's nicer because you're more realistic. You have a more realistic view and learning to deal with some adversity is not a bad thing. Right. Even in business, you know, uh, we, I feel that, um, and I've seen it too many times, you'll have really, you know, great people with great resumes and they were top of their class and they get into a work environment. It's totally different (laughs) and they don't know how to handle it because, Hey, I was always a a student. I was always in all the clubs and I got all the big, you know, prizes. Well, it's different. Yes. And so you can't, the nicest thing you can do is help someone, especially if you're in that kind of a position is to help them be a great coach, be a great mentor. I had wonderful mentors because I said it wrong most of the time. I was a new manager, I knew a clue what I was doing. And people didn't like 
working for me. Mm-hmm. They didn't. And if, if my boss hadn't sat me down and said, Mary, you don't like working for me, <laughs> exactly what she said. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it was a huge wake up call to me, but we are still friends 30 years later. Wow. She's, the most, she's in my book because that's what's being nice. Right. That's the nicest thing you could do for somebody because if you really care about them, you are going to take a risk, find your voice, and you're going to speak your truth. You know, you're, and it may not be, they may not have the other, the same idea. Right. Yeah. You know, but you know what? You said it, you've had a good motive, it's the right time, and they can do with it, you know, what they will. The chapter in my book talks about it. You know, you could have the right timing, you can have the right setting and the right motive the rest is up for grabs exactly yeah because you don't know how the other person is but you can the only thing you control is yourself yeah i was just going to say that mind the things that you can control and let go of the things that you cannot control right yeah exactly and if Um, people don't agree with you mm -hmm. the great a great tip is to say well i see it differently right Yeah. yeah yeah and you're not saying you're wrong or you're stupid or anything you're just saying i see it differently and you have the right to right and in 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 class because i'm a teacher we say i respectfully disagree yes (laughs) (laughs) there you go yeah 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 Yeah. uh mary are there some situations where you should just be silent (laughs) or times where you you should say nothing yes there are there are times yes uh if you're angry Uh uh-huh nope don't say that, especially don't get on a text or a message. You know, don't, you don't want to send anything out. Don't email when you're angry. And this, and, and communication is all these things, you know, it's not just speaking face to face. I think the best way, if you have a conversation like that, that you're going to, something tough is be face to face or at least FaceTime or something. So you can mm-hmm. see the other person. Um, yeah. If you don't have an opportunity to see somebody uh, personally or to interact that way, then I would say, don't say anything. Mm. Yeah. Uh, don't say so if you don't have all the information either, mm-hmm. you know, you may have may have heard a few things, you know, but it may not be true. So I would say, you know, I think I, I, uh, in the book, I'll say, unless you've got, you know, photos or something, you know, mm-hmm. gossip, if you, it's just gossip, then keep silent. Don't say anything about it. The other, other thing, uh, it's in the book. I talk about, um, about being silent is I have a, uh, my son at the time was, I think he was 18 and he had really bad acne and we went to the doctor and um, doctor's office and he was sitting there on the exam table and I'm standing there and the doctor is in, he asked my son a question and I answered it right away. And the mom. Hmm. So he asked another question to my son and I answered it right away. <laughs> so three times this happened and the doctor stopped and looked at me and said, Mrs. Nestor, I think your son can speak for himself. Mm. Now, that was a beautiful say it now, say it right, because he was, of course, in charge. He addressed me very nicely. He mm. told me exactly what he thought, and he was right. Mm. You know, so many times in, in uh, with children, you know, as they grow up, you know, got the helicopter parents who are all, you know, taking, making sure that everybody's happy and everything works out perfectly. Well, that may not be the best, the nicest thing to do. Mm-hmm. is to let children experience and speak up for themselves. And the other is, um, uh, let's see, I was just thinking of that. 
Um, I guess my thought has gone away. That's <laughs> okay. It'll, it'll but, come back in yeah, itself. but yeah. Um, the just being letting other people experience and letting other people say, you know, say things for themselves, even if you think it's, it's going to come out wrong, mm -hmm. you know, you can, you can helicopter people, especially, oh, I know it's man is managers. Managers can be so micromanaging and they'll give somebody a project and then they're right behind you every step of the way. Right. Yeah. Sending you 15 emails. What about this? What about this? Reminding you until you're just about your head is going to explode. Yeah. You need to let people do their thing, make some mistakes, and then you come in and you can help them find help them to correct the mistakes and to learn from that. There's so much value in learning. And if you're always taking sure that everything is going to go perfectly, mm -mm. The other person is, is uh, losing a lot of learning opportunity. Mm -hmm. And yeah. speaking of managers, uh, Mary, what's the most important message for leaders and managers handling tough conversations? Because a lot of them are scared. <laughs> they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, they're afraid of all these people that are coming back to work yeah. and they're not happy. Yeah. Uh, the best thing to do is do it. And, and that sounds simple, but... Think about when you have a situation where only the manager or the leader can actually solve the problem. They're in a position to make something happen and they don't. What does it happen to the leader? If you are that person, you're losing respect. You're losing, your team is floundering. They don't know what to do. They're not gonna be doing their best work either. Somebody has to take charge and they're looking for somebody to have their back. And in bad situations or difficult situations, you have, as a leader and a manager, you have so much to lose mm -hmm. because you are not taking on the responsibility for solving problems and getting people engaged for uh, leading your team. And even if you, the mistake, you know, a lot of times uh, managers are, are afraid to speak up and say, because they're afraid they're going to say the wrong thing. Well, you know what? Everybody makes mistakes. And I like to say, I don't make mistakes, make mistakes, I make choices. I love that, that's great. You make, you make choices. And sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't. But you know, you always learn. Mm -hmm. And your life is really just an accumulation of all the choices you've made up till this moment. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, think about it. If you're a manager and leader and there's some situations, 800 pound gorilla in the room that you haven't dealt with, do it. Mm -hmm. You can even go in and say, you know, there has been a situation here that we have not tackled, that I have not tackled. And I know that it's weighing on everyone. And I need your help. And what I need is um, I need your understanding because this is difficult for me. But what I would like to, I would like to ask is for you all to support me and to help me to work through this situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, just say what's, say what's in your heart. And again, we're going to speak your truth. If that's your truth, if that's how you truly feel, then nobody can fault you for that. Mm -hmm. They yeah. really can't. This, this is my truth. When I sign my books, I always sign them. Find your voice, take a risk and speak your truth. Mm -hmm. Because that's, that's yeah, you yeah. need to do that. And, and it, the benefit for managers, for teams, for children, for, uh, you know, relationships 
if you can be open and honest and respectful with the right motives, so much goes unsaid. Uh-huh. You know, how many situations that we read in the news now are the result of a conversation that never happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you could have a conversation first. This, Mary, has been an enlightening <laughs> conversation. Oh, great. Um, great. I'm sure a lot of people will find this quite helpful because, yes, there's the book, buy the book. <laughs> there it is. And, and you're going to tell us in a moment, we're going to ask you where we, we, where we can find you. Uh, but I just want to say that I, I think that um, since all of the turmoil that this country has been through in the past, what, maybe five, six years, yeah. and even more intense with COVID, um, tough conversations it's that's kind of been the the crux of most of the conflict that we've seen it's like yes. just sitting down with someone that you probably don't feel like sitting down with and saying the things that you really want to say but you've been scared to say and yeah. um when it and when you're in a management position and it as you said it trickles down to your oh. community it just completely it, it starts to what's the word atrophy like it, everything just falls apart yeah so uh thank you so much for for this <laughs> wonderful book tell us where we can find you oh okay you can find me on my website it's uh just my name uh maryjnester.com so you'll find information on how to buy the book you can buy it on it's on amazon.com it's also on uh barnes and noble and lots of other amazon um websites it's also, it, uh, it's actually, if you're in Hilton Head, it's at, the, it's at the Barnes and Noble on the shelf, which is very exciting. It's in the yeah. library. So you can find it a lot of different places. Uh, if you would like a signed copy, you could um, drop me a note. My email is at mary at maryjnester.com. And I'd be happy to do that in exchange for a review. Mm-hmm. So I would love to have a review, but I'd love to have feedback on, on how people, people are telling me that just the thing that you were saying, Ebony, is that they're feeling, they're gaining their confidence mm-hmm. on to actually have, they're feeling more comfortable talking about things. They're learning how to frame those conversations so that they get the results that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And um, so, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I've just enjoyed it so much. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And thank you for watching this episode of Bookish. And I look forward to seeing you next time when I have another fabulous guest. We're going to say, well, you will say goodbye to Mary. I'm going to talk to you for just a moment afterwards. But thank you so much, Mary. Oh, thank you so much, Ebony. I really enjoyed it. Okay.